0: Let me tell you how it will be We'll all catch up on the books you see Cause it's the X-Men Yeah, it's the X-Men Hi everybody and welcome to episode 194 of the Weird Science Marvel Comics Podcast Where it is an X-Men catch up episode where i'm going to be going through two books one of which has caused me to pretty much have a delay in the recording and i, I know that a lot of people end up listening to podcasts i think that that is something that people do I, i've heard of this and you'll listen and sometimes there won't be an episode or two you know the, the podcast will skip a week a month you know three months whatever and then when they come back they end up saying, hey, I'm sorry, but I had life problems. Life problems, they say. I I will never say that. You'll never hear me say those words. But now you're going to hear me say something a little different because this episode was delayed because I had Excalibur problems. And that is no joke or no lie. I keep going to record this and, and I really, really get down Uh, Reading this Excalibur book And talking about it Which you'll hear me I'm gonna finally Buckle up And and do it But it's You know You're you're sitting there Doing a bunch of other things And then you're like Okay I gotta I gotta do this X-Men deal And you And And I just Pushed aside And did other things So I, I would say I have missed a Show or two This week Obviously We end up having Multiple shows in a week, so it's not like we missed a month or something, though. But I have actually felt that each day that I plan on doing it. Hey, I do that. <laughs> this is Excalibur. But before we go into that, before I piss off any more Excalibur fans, let me tell you a little bit about us. My name's Jim, and I'll be your host. Thank you. We are also on Twitter at WS Marvel Comics. If you follow us, we'll follow you back. If you want to have a website that, I don't know, reviews books and puts news articles out there, you could go to our website, weirdsciencemarvelcomics.com. We also have a YouTube channel where I do video reviews for a bunch of the comics, and that is at Weird Science Comics. And we have a Patreon account where you can go and support us for all these episodes. Maybe inspire me to keep doing Excalibur. I don't know. We'll start an Excalibur fund on the side. Also, uh, not that Stork has anything to do with this. I still blame him. Everything that goes wrong on this Marvel podcast, I just want you to know now and forever is Stork's problem. Uh Yeah. Shaking my fist at him right now Shaking my fist at (laughs) him He's probably sitting there watching Star Trek And thinking of his love of the Excalibur book As we speak he is also probably playing that stupid dice game That Jonathan Hickman tried to lay out there in that new Mutants issue That drove me nuts too But here we go Also just to tell you the patreon patreon.com slash weird science if you do go there you will get a lot of extra shows a ton of exclusive shows a lot of marvel dc whatever you're into we try to have it out there uh including me and stork talking about a couple podcasts we might do but it might actually just be fight club fight club jim versus stork yes that's what i want but All of that goes to when me and Brandon get together each Wednesday night, and we end up doing two books, two exclusive podcast reviews of books picked by the Bad Butts of the Fresh Start crew. (coughs) And this past week, they did pick two of the bigger books, one that I really do love, and I can't wait each issue, even though it's only the second one, Strange Academy number two. And Empire, Fantastic Four, number zero, we did this coming up week. I usually say when we do the podcast, uh, or not the podcast, the website, I say, oh, well, I have this review or that review. I do know that I have to do my written review for Empire. Number one, something that I'm cautiously optimistic for. I got to figure out if Stork is excited for it so I can go the opposite. Me me and him are enemies. But with all that said, we're (laughs) going to go off to... Excalibur. And we're talking about Excalibur number nine in particular. This is all wrong. I know, Greta, I know. Written by Teeny Howard, art by Marcus Toe, colors by Eric Arcinega, and letters by VCs Corey Pettit. In an issue that is called Rituals, following a successful werewolf hunt, Excalibur seeks unimpeded passage into Otherworld, but there is a great distance to travel before their dream might become reality, and great danger lies ahead. And as I read that, and as I think about what happened leading into this issue, I just end up not caring. I do like the characters in this book. Some of the characters in this book I love, just not in this book, not in this story. This story, when I think of all the Dawn of X books, and I will end up doing a dawn of x award show or something by the time i get done catching up i'll probably have a little episode where i talk about my favorite moments of during the catch-up my favorite books list them and rank them things like that 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 is my idea and probably when i do that i i would probably do like a one-word association type deal or maybe not one word but you know a sentence association of each book and This Excalibur book, it it could be boring—the word—but it also could just be not important. Uh, You know, somewhere along those lines, I just end up reading it, and I don't think it's just the story. It's—I'm saying—the story itself, as Betsy Braddock becoming Captain Britain, the other—it's not just that. It's how the story has progressed and and what has been set up well and and what has been set up horribly and and what is the focus? What is supposed to be the big thing and does that remain? And and really you end up starting out the series with Betsy. She is the new Captain Britain. You get that whole deal of, uh, you know, Britain itself, Otherworld. We don't want a witchbread. We don't want a mutant being Captain Britain. And then that kind of gets shoved aside a bit to make it not as big. And I think that that's what I'm going to end up saying in this little you know, thing here. Everything ends up not feeling as big uh, once we get over to, to shove in the next thing that's supposed to be big that then doesn't end up really hitting as well either. And I'll just go just in this issue leading into this. You have two issues of a hunt for the werewolf skulls. And then at the end of last issue, it's, well, I, I got to kill them all. This, that's my Apocalypse voice, if you couldn't tell. I've been working on that. Well, you couldn't tell. Whoa, Apocalypse, settle down there, buddy. You, you're getting too excited. I'm sorry there, madame. Uh, but you end up having Apocalypse. He's, oh, I got to kill all of these werewolves. No, no, one's a baby. You can't do that. Well, the, the spell that we're going to do... It requires all of them dead. Well, I'm not going to let you. All right, I'll just do the spell. But even so, you ended up spending two issues for these skulls, not really knowing what they were for. And then this big ritual is pretty much to give a GPS signal to get to the Starlight Citadel. Okay, that Starlight Citadel, big thing with the Captain Britain. You end up having Betsy in this issue... So upset and so down that the Starlight Citadel has not been shown to her. She can't see. It's being kept away from her, and yet that just comes out of nowhere. It it really was not set up well at all, and it just happens. And when this book does stuff like this, and when Tini Howard does stuff, again – Big things. These are big things. You can argue with me that Jim, Starlight Citadel, and then when we end up getting pretty much a new, uh, you know, odd version of the Captain Britain Corps, those are huge things for these characters, especially Betsy. But what I would then counter with is you got to set these up and you have to make them feel bigger, not just tell me they're big, especially a dumb guy like me. Who just has no idea of things when it comes up? I look into it. Yeah, have your pages here with your information stuff. You know, I don't have any attention span. So if those are more than say a word, I'm no, I read these things, but just the idea of seeing things. And when just as me personally doing this, nobody else, you you probably might think different, you might be with me, but when I end up reading these things and something happens in this book because of the first eight issues showing me that yeah nothing's set up well and it ends up being pushed aside anyway, I just end up like I feel as if I'm supposed to be excited, but I'm not. At one point, I ended up – I was put on Zoloft, the medicine Zoloft, and I realized one of the reasons why I didn't like Zoloft was because at points – I don't have that many real emotions anyway. I have the extreme happy and the extreme anger. Nothing in between, really. This is a problem that I have as well as attention spent things. But on Zoloft, I I would sit there. And I remember a guy came into the place I worked. And I ended up making this thing for him and he ends up gone. And and this whole thing was like uh, a hose for a piece of machinery is where I was working at this time right after I got out of college. And so I'm there and the guy starts just berating me. I mean, just insulting me so much. And I, I'm i not a mean guy, but if somebody starts talking crap, I will certainly jump into that. And if you, you see me on Twitter, you, you'll know that. But I just sat there, and this guy's yelling at me, and he was getting so angry because I wasn't responding. And in my head, I had this dialogue of, I really should get mad at this, but I, I just don't have any feeling whatsoever. I, I don't have, and this is coming from somebody who's lived all his life without empathy. I've been told that as well. We we should have the side you know, episode. Jim's mental problems that, that have been diagnosed and some that have, is what it was. But I'm sitting there, and I'm like, And and I almost got to the point where, you know, maybe I should respond because, you know, and I'll pretend or whatever. But that's the thing. It's the same thing. When I see something happen in this book and when it does happen, I almost think to myself, okay, well, should I pretend I'm excited about this? Should I try to convince myself I'm excited because I I can't get to that next level? I can't get to something that you, and I'll even go with the fact that when characters that I do normally love end up having something happen in this book. I again, I don't have much emotions to it because it never seems to hit. It's never set up properly for me to get an emotional investment in it. So it happens. I took I, I'm not going to fake the funk w- with the podcast. I'm not going to come on here and go, and then, oh my God, you see the the Captain Britain Corpse, which I'd probably say because I'm a dummy. I'm not going to so <laughs> just I don't know why. This is why I, I, I spent so long not talking about this because it, it just it just drives me nuts in general that it is a book. That I really wanted to like I, When we first started out I even said that I did a lot of research To enjoy it a little more And liked it more For the fact that there was some call outs And shout outs And that Teeny Howard was bringing some You know, big things into it But you see, it, it's pretty much It's beaten me down Even when you start out You get a narration Morgan Le Fay is defeated Kim Jamie Braddock sits on the throne of Avalon we have no war with Opal, Luna, Saturn, and yet the Starlight Citadel remains hidden to us. And I sat there. I'm like, what? I, I what, what, What's going on? Uh, all I knew was we're going to have a ritual with some skulls. Now you're just throwing out, oh, oh, we don't have a war with, with the people that we don't really know anything about. All right. Great. And then, but but remains hidden and hidden to Captain Britain and the forces of the White Witch refuse our messengers. I'm like, Why didn't we see any of this? And maybe we didn't. I just didn't pay attention. I don't know. But even that, Morgan Le Fay is defeated. Anybody care? Does anybody out there really, really care about what has been half of this whole entire series? Because did we really get to know or see Morgan Le Fay? Did we really get to get in their head and see what the tinkers with the ticker? Did we ever get anything but her walking around bitching and moaning that there, there's weeds in my pool? That's all. Ch- I, I, I could go down the street and probably hear that seven times. Somebody could get here and mow my lawn. A- am I now Morgan Lefay? There, there's weeds in my yard, really. And then King Jamie Braddock sits on the throne of Avalon again. A big thing that that it didn't. It doesn't hit because he just came back, went there. Oh, my, he's crazy. He's a little sexy, he is. But what are we getting? What are we getting from this? And I'm talking about what are we getting from issue one? You can tell me all the background of Jamie Braddock. You can tell me Morgan Le Fay is the baddest of the bad from before. I'm. What are we getting in this book that would get you excited about anything that is being talked about? I know there are people who love it. I'm not yelling at you. I'm yelling around you. (laughs) I'm yelling in frustration is what I'm yelling at. This is something that my wife has to get angry with me a lot because we start talking. I start yelling. It's not in anger. It it is in frustration. Stuff like that. You know, don't look back in anger. I always say. You end up where, yeah The forces of the White Witch refuse our messengers Captain Britain must seek the audience The White Witch on our behalf These war wolf skulls will light a beacon That will guide you to the citadel Again, here, these skulls they'll, they'll, And once this is said y- You don't ever the, It seems like the skulls They're done they, they light up, I see them light up there got that And then that's it So we wasted two issues just to be able to say We had a ritual to get to the Starlight Citadel, and the White Witch, these things. And it was just too much of nothing for me to care again. And that was more at points about the etiquette of the hunt. <laughs> the etiquette of the hunt, I said. Really? is that what you, you are <laughs> failing us. Oh, yes. So they're all going there. And, and while this is there and they're still in the lighthouse, you end up where Betsy gets a little... Little bit of a sixth sense there, huh? What's going on? I'm getting twin sense, and goes out and sees that her brother Brian is mulling around, mulling around at the, the yard outside of the lighthouse. And then he sees her, and he goes off in his car. And then she's wondering what's going on. She said, "Brian, hey, what's going?" <laughs> he just leaves. And again, I was excited to see what Brian would do after he came back from not being Captain Britain, then we get him, uh, you know, going around in his London fog hat and coat and, and, you know, picking in the gardens and leaving. So you end up having that. Well, then we go off to the Starlight Citadel uh, where, you know, hey, what's going on? Everybody's acting weird around here. Well, we can't have anything bad happening unless the bells go, then the bells go. And you see Apocalypse looking down like a creeper. He is like the biggest peeping tom, the peeping a. He is just looking down. Everybody's freaking out. Ah, what's going on? This stinks. Oh man, let's go. Well, we're fine if the if the mirror of the way. We- oh no, she smashed it. Yeah, and then you go and you go off to London. Then and now, now we're gonna have the whole coven, a caba stuff, and you end up marrying all these things going on where they are telling all of the other. You know, witches and warlocks and whatnot. Hey, crap has hit the fan. We end up and, and just repeating again what we already know and what we actually said in that beginning. Hey, uh, by the way, uh, Morgan Le Fay, she, she's done. Yeah, we, we, we know this. We read the book. Plus, you already recapped that in the first page again. Uh, and uh, oh, Jamie Braddock, uh Yeah, we, we know that, too. That was already said. And so the whole thing is these are the people, all these madmen, a witchbred. all this, you know, this sort of deal. We need somebody to sacrifice themselves for the good of all this and get everything going. All right. This guy steps up. He's braver than me. Hey, I'll do it. All right. Well, we're going to we're going to cut out your heart and we're going to do that sort of thing. Well, while that's happening, a woman who ends up being Megan Braddock, she is aghast and runs off. Though nobody pays any attention, she just can run off. And basically, Teeny Howard seems to want to have this because we needed a POV character to find out about what the Coven is doing. Though we've seen everything that they're doing up until that without said POV character, and it seems silly to me that she has infiltrated this to just, ah, and run out. Oh my, they're doing mean things. Oh, my Pete Wisdom, what are they doing? Because that's who's, you know, doing this. And, you know, he's hiding out in the alley right outside the front door of where they're doing this, you know, inconspicuous. And she comes out and starts, oh, my God, they were speaking freely. And, oh, man, they're pissed. They don't like uh, Betsy. And they're mad at Jamie. And what's going to go on? And Brian, he's having some problems, but he's watching the kids now. And by the way, they didn't mention anything about your girl. My girl, says Pete Wisdom. And then she's like, you know, Betsy. Oh, (laughs) Uh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. She knows that he likes her. Oh, my God. What what did he fill out the thing? Do you like me? Yes, no. Maybe so. He ended up clicking the yes. He did. (sighs) So then they go back and we, we go to see old Captain Britain. And Jubilee on Shogo and Rogue, they're all heading to the Starlight Citadel now that they are able to see the way. And then they stop before they get there and have a camp and talk about things and eat candy bars and then hunt some rabbits and eat the rabbits. While Betsy ends up saying, hey, uh, yeah, I'm going to go and check things out. That's um, Captain Britain. This is what I do. Uh, in the meantime, you do end up having the White Witch talking about all of the things going on here to all the other witches and warlocks again, and hey, you know, repeating stuff as we already had. We need to have the balance of power restored, be otherworld, all these things. So put on your headdresses, and we're going to end up doing the the spell to get things going here. Well, you end up having. Betsy, hey, you know, what's going on here? We're going to have to figure out. I hear singing. Oh, no. Let's go towards the Citadel. Shogo gets shot by a magical arrow. He is hurt. He's going to land. Again, Shogo, probably one of the only characters that I would have an emotional connection to in this because he's cute as hell, and he likes to be the dragon when they go to the other world. And so, you know, you end up having all this going on. And you're, you're worried, you're worried about Shogo So I'll give you that One of the things that made me kind of laugh is You don't really get a real great designation that you're in another world Except for Shogo being a dragon That's kind of the tell But I think that maybe some people might have been a little confused But they're going to now, you hit Shogo, it's personal now That's it, Jubilee is going to go ham She says, hey everybody Make sure that my dying son, Dragon, doesn't look up. I, he's passed out. He's in bad shape, Pupile. I don't think he's looking anywhere. And I'm going ham. And ends up just blasting, you know, towards the Citadel, which then ends up being an act of war to the White Witch, who's now going to use her satchel of craziness and make a new Captain Britain core that is a amalgam of our characters that we have becoming part of that. And that's how it ends. And yeah, I, I I just didn't like it. I, I like the art enough, but just the story and everything up to this, I'll repeat just this little bit of the idea that nothing hits because it's never set up. Well, things happen that are supposed to be big moments. I mean, you end up having Betsy going to, the Starlight Citadel And you end up having to throw Shogo getting shot Well, the the, the Citadel And her gut, that's big enough Let's get to that But even so, even Megan in the whole coven Oh my god, I saw somebody runs out It just ends up like Why are we wasting time with these little things That don't matter And then always pushing aside We end up blasted, I'll Go with the whole last bit Little arc we end up so much with the idea of what is the rules of the hunt. And, and are mutants the same as somebody who has a parasitic thing? And, and if you're a mutant, are you always a... All that. And the big thing was supposed to be these skulls that really only end up guiding them to back to other world to the citadel. And so you, I wasted all that time, but people still like this. I do not. I do not like it at all. Uh, so... Overall, I'm giving this a four out of 10. I, I like the art. I do like the art. So I'll give it a four out of 10. I'm not going to be that negative after all that negativity. Uh, but it is something that I've been talking to people on Twitter about is the idea of, you know, what is toxic? What, what is being negative? And to me, not liking something with a reason is not being toxic. Being toxic is me showing up and like, oh, I don't like that teeny Howard at all. And, and they, they end up making the dumb stuff. And, and they put a dragon in there because they're just trying to pander to all the dragon people out there. They're, they're dragon social warriors, they are. Like, that is. That's toxic. Or, or when somebody ends up complaining about a book and didn't read it. Anybody who reads something, you're you're allowed to not like it. You're allowed to, but to try to seed hate based on that and really based on not reading it and seeing a picture that that I hate, that I can't stand. So again, this is just me trying to say, I'm not trying to be negative. I am trying to have fun with it here, but it just, I just don't like this book. I don't like it, the setup and just the whole thing going. But I end up also some people, Hey, if you don't like it, don't. You know, talk about it. Don't review it and things, but that's kind of what we do. That's—I've even said at one point I wanted to get stop falling angels because I wasn't enjoying that damn stork. He said I had to, so I had to listen to him. When when an enemy tells you you have to, you listen. Right? That's what happens in in life. This crazy roller coaster ride we call life. But I'm going to go off now to a book that's probably my favorite book in all of the Dawn of X books. And that is X-Force. And X-Force number nine is written by Benjamin Percy. Art by Joshua Casera, Colors by Dean White. And letters by VCs Joe Acara manga. Greener pastures on the New Island nation of Krakoa. The first true mutant society flourishes. Safety and security graciously provided by the hardworking agents of X-Force. And there is a huge, huge thing for me in the beginning of this issue Uh, That I don't know that I loved Uh, you end up having Gabby in this issue, of course, going by the new moniker Scout. But she is there hanging with the Wolverine while they're all drinking and doing awful things. And I know that Gabby is not a prude. I just didn't like seeing her there. And she seems to have maybe aged about. Eight years since I last saw her, but she's there, so that's cool. That is a thing that I hope at some point she joins the X-Force team would be awesome, and maybe somebody knows something more about that. But you end up having a pretty cool Wolverine schnicked uh, roulette between Wolverine and Dakin, and they spin the bottle. I thought there was going to be smooching. That's usually when you spin the bottle, but instead, whoever loses the bottle spin... Or wins it. Actually, whoever it points to has to claw through the head. Dakin gets it. Uh, He—they think this is hilarious. They—they they are really going. And and what I do like about this though is we've had through a bunch of books, running with the idea of is everybody exactly happy? Is Krakoa a place that certain characters would think as paradise because certain characters, paradise to them is just killing, slicing, dicing, things like that. And so they've ended up having, you know, some cer- certain entertainment. I'd rather see this than the Burning Man. And that Burning Man scares me every time. But you end up where Gene even t- telepathically says to Wolverine, like, why are you guys doing this? You're riling everyone up. You you guys should relax. You should have some fun. And he's like, this This is what we do for fun. This is fun. And you do see the characters around the table. It's, you're like, yeah, yeah, I can see it. I can see those characters liking that. They're, they're all going nuts. I mean, they love it. it it's a fun little scene there. Um, just to kind of set that up, kind of give you a little cold open, give you some Wolverine fun, give you some Gabby as well and stuff like that. But while... Well, this is going on There's that side bit And this is something that is going to Kind of subtly go through this book Pretty much through Gene and Beast And I said this the last time When we ended up seeing Beast He might be stepping over the line He might be going over the line Where he is almost getting to the point of playing God He can make the rules of who lives and dies He's the one And He starts to even question himself in this. Now, if you don't know, like I don't remember, it actually is more played out in one of the pages, the the written word pages, where he has this journal. And I will tell you, I never really talk about those pages. If you are going to read this X-Force number nine book with me or, you know, you haven't read it yet, you're going to go and read it. Make sure you read The Beast's Log, The Trouble with Terra Verde. Because that really spells out this whole issue, what's going on, but also the idea of Beast is getting a little, you know, thinking, did I end up messing up and things in the whole, I won't go through the whole thing, and it's a little later in the issue, but he says uh, about Terra Verde, I couldn't possibly have done anything to do with this, but a part of me is anxious as to what the team might discover, so he sends them the Terra Verde, because Terra Verde, after... You had the X-Force raid when they went in and found the telefloronics, when they ended up even seeing the president's son was in with this crazy, you know, attempt to make their own drugs, but it was going a little bit beyond that. There was some big troubles, things like that. You end up having Terra Verde pretty much shut down. They're not talking to anybody. They shut. And then you end up with the newscast news, everything done, gone dark. And then they say at, at night, at one point, you see all of these lights clustered around the cities. Then the next night, nothing. It's, it's black. It's gone dark. This whole country has pretty much stopped doing anything that anybody could tell what, what, what the heck's going on there. So because of that, Beast needs you know them to go and check it out. Uh, obviously, from what happened before, you're not going to send a nice team. You're, you're going to send the X-Force. And that's what the X-Force is about. And that's why I love this book. And just as a juxtaposition to the Excalibur book, I ended up reading, just now and am talking about, uh, this book not only feels, you know, big, maybe it's Wolverines and that sort of thing, but it has a purpose. And I love it. It's action packed. It has some humor. It, it gives you a lot of things. and. Things are set up. This Terra Verde story has been set up. Each step has added things to it to get to a point where the X-Force team now has to go to Terra Verde to find out maybe they messed up. Maybe this is the X-Force's fault and beast. Maybe we triggered something that ended up having some – all these things going. Also, the characters in it who I love. I don't know how many people love or hate Kid Omega. I really don't get a lot of people talking to me about the X in general. <laughs> I'm here in the basement doing this right now in what I like to call the Black Malt Studios. But I, I don't have a lot of people message me like, man, I hate that Kid Omega or I love that Kid Omega. Or, i like this. I, I like Kid Omega. I think that Kid Omega working w- works so well with Wolverine. Wolverine, a no-nonsense guy kid omega who he cannot stop talking about himself and all these things so i like that i love domino i always have and you ended up having that whole deal of her being flayed that really ends up being a impetus for a lot of the book up until now and so when she does get resurrected where you had even with her with Colossus and she says, I don't want to forget anything. And then you go into this book and she doesn't seem to remember everything, which I think is bull pucky. Uh, You have that then. And that's a really cool twist. And now she has her luck back, things like that. And I, I think that's a really good twist and really is again, set up well, where you end up having Sage at the beginning, talking to Domino. Hey, uh, You remember everything that happened? You you down with? Oh, no, no. People have told me what happened. You know, I I get. But it's a blank spot in my brain that I don't. Oh, that's weird. I mean, why would that be? Well, we're allowed to come back as our sexier best self. And I guess I decided I didn't want to. But that went against what we saw. So we have to see what's going on there. Well, then later, as you end up having Domino, Kid Omega and Wolverine go to Terra Verde and they're just talking, Wolverine. It, it has played out. And this is something where it, it should be no, but it, it's not a surprise. Uh, this is not going to be a hot take, right? Hey, ben Percy writes a really good Wolverine. He also writes Wolverine. He's done other Wolverine things. But I love when you have a character like a Wolverine or even why I love Gabby that we had earlier. Uh, and if, if you're confused, like Gabby, honey badger. And I know, again, a, a trigger word for so many people. It drives me nuts, but when you have a character with that so gruff exterior, you have uh, Wolverine, who we know Wolverine, and then when you see that he cares so much about people, and some, that makes it better, and it's so well set up where Wolverine thinks something's wrong with Domino. They end up going into Terra Verde, they're, they're seeking out, trying to find what happened, and he just does an aside, like, hey, are you okay? Oh, yeah, yeah, I came back, and then, and he says... You are acting as if you're trying to get better when you were never wrong. You weren't bad. There was nothing wrong with you before. So please don't try to make it seem like, oh, man, everything's fixed now because nothing was wrong before. Please. You know, And, and it's a really it's one of those lines. Again, Wolverine's no nonsense. So it's not like beating around the bush or whatever. He is worried about her, and he's going to tell – you if he thought that, you know, hey, it's a good thing that you're, you're this new version because that other version really stunk up the joint, then you'd be, okay, he means that, to, but that's not the case. So doing all of these things and going on through that. Now, when they go to go through the portal to get to Terra Verde at first, you end up having to make a face plant into it, which made me laugh. And then I thought, what is this, uh, you know, a Kitty Pride situation? No, it's just that there was this wall of people and roots and craziness on the other side. Wolverine sticks his claws through and then He's like, yeah, this is old blood. Let's go through and they just blast through and they're going as Beast is listening in. Beast is, you know, at HQ listening into what's going on as Kid Omega, Domino and Wolverine are trying to figure out why this country has gone dark and it does seem as if it's being taken over by this crazy plant the telephloronic deal something else involved with that uh and ends up where one of the big things is kid Omega's is a smart guy you know he's a smart kid so, and he ends up him and beast in this are going back and forth like pretty much there's beast the, the smart beast which he calls Beastie. And, hey, Beastie, I I don't know if you, you know, like, Mayan hieroglyphics. I do. I don't know if you're down with that. But, yeah, these plants have Mayan hieroglyphics on it, and there's something wrong here. And he ends up sending them these, and they're checking it out. And I like where you end up with Kid Omega even ordering Beast around to, to end, Yeah, can you translate these there, Beastie, when you get the chance? You seem like you're not up to anything right now. Get it done. But yeah, you end up seeing, because they end up going through that portal that was set up in the president's villa, that whole deal where they went in, and it's overrun. It's overrun with these plants. It's very much, to me... Also doing the DC stuff at all It does really seem to be like a You know, a swamp thing The green is attacking type deal Where I do think that that is Kind of something going on Because by the end You do end up seeing that This whole deal isn't a bad country You know, a hostile country Kid Omega yells it It's a god An angry god And I do think that the god Is probably angry at both Krakoa but also about these people doing the telephoronic experiments, tapping into things they shouldn't. We'll see. We'll see. But I think this is, it seems obvious to me that this is an ancient Mayan god of, of you know, plants and things, plants and vegetables, right? And one of my least favorite gods, because I really don't like vegetables, Uh, Is there a, can we run into the God of the hamburger anywhere? You know, I wouldn't mind that. But so you have them investigating this. In the meantime, Beast realizes uh, maybe this team, this team of just, you know, go in and kill and slice might not be what we need fully. We might need Black Tom. Black Tom is having some problems. He does need a vacation. He says there's Black Tom who's in constant communication with Crackola to protect everything. He done messed up before with the whole domino thing, but it wasn't his fault. Maybe we still didn't resolve who that was when they came and kind of killed that last survivor to see what really was going on. But you end up with Black Tom He drinking it up at that party earlier. He just wanted to get wasted. He needed the voices to stop. And when I read this, it does kind of tap into that idea of you know, somebody with a mental illness, a schizophrenia, a borderline, a personality like that, where you end up with all these voices in your head. And unfortunately, a lot of people like that do end up turning to self medications, doing things with drugs that will just dim everything out. So when you have it played here, I didn't think of it as being played for laughs. I actually am worried about Black Tom. Again, personally, just to say that it's, Basically, stuff that happens with my wife, that she has problems with that, voices, things like that, always in contact. And when you end up having Black Tommy's like, I, I hear the ants and the fish and the this and the, it, it, it very much mirrors that. And I think that that's what Ben Percy is playing with, not using it as, you know, hey, we're going to have some jokes here. Well, Beast says, I'm, I'm going to give you a vacation. You're going to go in the field. You're going to go with the X-Force. As you see, Kid Omega just screaming. For backup, and with that too, I just want to mention that it does look like how this is going on is Beast is gone. Grab Black Tom, and he's going to throw him through the portal at the beginning of next issue. Uh, Because Kid Omega, Kid Omega's yelling. He's like, "We need backup." The Terra Verde isn't a hostile country; it's an angry goddess. He's being sucked in because after they left this villa, they ended up looking, and it seemed to all lead to this ancient Mayan temple. In the back a Ziggurat in the back there where they're heading over to see what's going on. And that's when the crap did hit the fan and they realized, oh, my God, this is more than just, you know, just craziness. Or it's more than a country who wants to try to undercut Krakoa's drug deals and things like that. Now, you also get, like I said, you also get humor that we do get in this book where it's pretty much kid Omega bitch and a moan that he didn't like going through the, the jungle. I'm not dressed for this. And, and yeah, Domino's like, you're supposed to dress for field work, jerk. Like, look at you. Like you have a Freddy Krueger shirt on and, and a jacket with your pins, but you know, you're impressing people with your specials pin. Right? You know, and I'm more of a fun boy theme fan, so get out of town And so Wolverine just slices it so that he just has a bare chest They're one of the worst looks, a coat without a shirt All right, yeah N- Nobody said Wolverine had the greatest of fashion sense, right? Even as, as, and also makes his pants short Kid Omega though is yelling These are tailored, oh my god, these are specially made You're like Yep, you now have jean shorts on, one of the worst fashion statements ever. Luckily, you're in the jungle, and the only thing that's going to see you is a mutated floronic panther. That kind of spells out what's going on. But yeah, there's some humor to be had, like I said. And yeah, so by the end, Kid Omega's being sucked in like it's some crazy horror movie, getting sucked in there to the temple, and he needs backup, and Black Tom will be coming. But I'm going to give this a... Uh, probably an 8.5. I-, I did like it, but it's a lot of setup. I did like seeing Gabby, but you know, she kind of seemed a little off. But overall, I liked it. I like the art. I-, I actually, it's one of those where at first, I didn't like the art as much, but now, yeah, it's the look of the book, and I really, really do like it. So, And especially when you end up where uh, Joshua Casera's art here really works out well when you have a lot of vegetation and things like that. Like him, just Black Tom looks great. When you go to the jungle and then have this whole deal in the jungle with this god, plant god thing – Looks great, it really plays off well to Joshua Cacera's art style The colors are good, all that, it's all good All good, but yeah, 8.5 out of 10, I hope you enjoyed me Being negative and positive What I like to call The Oreo cookie of the podcast Doesn't make sense, but I just call It that, and I'm gonna go for now But thanks everybody, and just a reminder We are on Twitter at WS Marvel Comics, Where you can message me and say I hate Kid Omega, I love Kid Omega Don't say both of those, or I'll think something's wrong with you. You also can go to our website, weirdsciencemarvelcomics.com, all the reviews each week. I'll be doing the Empire number 1 review on the site. I'll be doing that, writing it tomorrow. I have a lot of DC reviews this week. I end up having five DC reviews. Eric, if you're not aware, the guy who does the stuff with me on the DC side of things, he has one. It's not fair, but you also have a... YouTube channel, Weird Science Comics is what it's called. All these will be in the show notes as well. And we have a Patreon account, patreon.com slash weird science, where you can go for all sorts of shows, all sorts of positive shows, negative shows, the Oreo cookie of the Patreon set, they say. And yeah, I I do a lot of stuff with older comics. I go through a lot of stuff that's on the Marvel Unlimited app, which I love. Uh, Also do some... Other things like a Silver Age podcast that goes and jumps around between DC and Marvel with just fun stuff like that and all sorts of things. I just started a Milestone slash Wildstorm podcast, so even stuff that isn't necessarily fully DC or Marvel, I I like doing stuff like that. And I have a manga podcast, the manga podcast, which I'm going to do today. I do it every Monday, Manga Monday. So when I'm done this, I'm going to edit this and then do that right away. But if you do go over to the Patreon, I think that you'll find some things that you will like. But thanks, everybody. And I will talk to you later.